As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game right here at Visa and the Esports Betting Network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Football's League and Game Plus. I mentioned the skill Alexander. I think I did. Jason Kahn is here as well, producer number seven. How you doing, Jason? I can't hear you, Jason. Are you in my ear? Morning to you, Gail. Now we hear you. There we go. Good morning. Jason, quickly developing the reputation of getting every detail prepared for the show. Survivor, the Visa store, the promos. You name the detail. He's got it. And then... <laughs> before the show what do you you're like oh i forgot to call chris <laughs> a little bit of a head smack moment but we got that's, everything in it's order been about three or four of those now that's that's your new thing there's just one thing i'm forgetting i can't remember what it is uh it is guessing lines for week 15 that's what we do on mondays here during football season we'll look ahead to uh week 15 our tribute to the old stardust radio show uh of that ilk where uh chrissy will uh, post the actual line at the south point Chris Andrews, that is, right after the show. I will, I've been in a coon. I will take a guess as to what I think it will be. And within that exercise, uh, prior to him telling us what he will actually put on, we hope to extract some value. Usually our first instincts are our best. Oftentimes that is the case. And then we fool ourselves the rest of the week talking ourselves out of it. Uh, but that's the way to do it. Of course, in the process, we'll look back at another wacky week in the National Football League Week 14. Let's bring him in, the star of the show, my Mishbucha who runs the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook right here at the tip of the strip. It's Chris Andrews, everybody. How you doing, Chris? Good morning. I'm doing great, Gil. How are you? I'm doing well. Let's get the, uh, let's get the uh, sort of details out of the way. How'd the book do? Uh, did okay yesterday. Not great, but, uh, you know, we held more than we were probably entitled to. Uh, we had a lot going into the Buffalo-Pittsburgh game last night. And even though we were very evenly booked on that game, uh, the only thing we really needed was for it to fall out of the teaser bracket. It looked like a great teaser game, you know, going into it. It really did. And uh, it did fall out of the bracket, both with the total and the point spread. So that capped off a pretty good night. But all in all, you know, no complaints, good day. 
Yeah, Buffalo ended up being a really good result for me. That ended up being a fine, fine end to the weekend of what was choppy ATS mm. otherwise. But a, survi- yeah. but a survivor survival, once again, we'll get into all that uh, as the show goes on. Let us begin, Chrissy, because we got 16 games to get to. We'll talk about uh, yesterday, everything that's happened in week 14. We'll look ahead here to week 15. Let us begin with Thursday, my friend. Thursday, we have the Chargers at uh, the Raiders. The Raiders with a new uh, defensive coordinator, I guess, this yeah, week. Yeah, that that was quick. I guess uh, John Gruden took inspiration yeah. from uh, what the Jets did across the field from him last week. It was like, oh, he was like, uh, I'm told you could do that midseason. Let me do that. I'll, I'll fire my <laughs> defense coordinator. Well, we start with the Chargers, though, right? Chargers at the Raiders. And it's funny that we have to start here because uh, it is just amazing. It is amazing that this happens every week. This time in victory, right? The Chargers do end up getting the win uh, over the Falcons yesterday, 20-17. to 17. So good on them for that. It's their first win versus a team with more than two wins all year long. So mazel tov to you, L.A. Chargers. They win it on a Badgley 43-yard field goal as time expired. But let's just go through it real quick. 22 seconds left in the half. The clock is stopped. There are no timeouts for the Chargers. It's third and one at the Atlanta eight down 17 to 10. All right, the Chargers decide to run the football. <laughs> That's the first thing where you're like, oh, no. Okay, but maybe even yeah. after the run, maybe, maybe if you spike it right afterwards, you know, maybe, just going to give them a little leeway yeah. there, um, you know, you can get away with this. But the clock keeps ticking, and with about nine seconds left, they decide to rush the field goal unit out instead of taking a shot at the end zone, which they had time for. Of course, they don't get off a 25-yarder before the clock goes to zero. Half the field goal units on the field. Offensive players lollygagging on the way off the field. (laughs) Would have been too many men on the field anyway, even if the field goal had gone through. And then at the end, tie game 17-17, to a Chargers pick. Uh, L.A. gets the ball on its own 26 with 30 seconds remaining. Because after Michael Davis picked off Matt Ryan's pass intended for Calvin Ridley, an unnecessary roughness call. Uh, and nobody, the announcers say nothing. Like, this is, that's exactly what the Chargers do. Yeah, let's make it 15 yards harder. This time they win in regulation nonetheless. Herbert, Justin Herbert, directing his first game-winning drive, three of four passes on the drive, even more impressive considering he was without uh, the starting right side of his offensive line while receivers Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were also sidelined. He ends up 36 of 44 for 243, two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. Eckler, 15 of 79 on the ground, nine catches for 67 yards. They were plus two in turnovers, and those were the big turnovers because Matt Ryan was throwing the ball away late. By the way, it's Gil Alexander, Chris Andrews. This is Guessing Lines for Week 15 in the NFL right here on a numbers game at VEASAN. VEASAN.com and the VEASAN app is how you watch us. Fubo Slinging Game Plus is how you take us in otherwise. Um, this is a tribute to the old Stardust radio show as far as the uh, Raiders are concerned. Eighth game this season, the Raiders lose. I should probably say that at the top. The Raiders lose to the Colts, and they lose pretty badly in the end, 44-27. to Kept up with them the first half and then just couldn't in the second half. Eighth game this season, the Raiders have allowed 30-plus points, the second most behind the Jets in that category. They've given up 150 points in their last four games with, uh, as you said, embattled defensive coordinator Paul Gunther's unit yielding an average of 399 yards per game in that stretch. It cost him his job. After the game, John Gruden said, no more of that. Relieved of his duties. Only a last-second comeback against the winless Jets, remember last week, have prevented the Raiders from going 0-4 since their 6-3 and start to the season. Carr, 31-45 for 316, two touchdowns, two picks. 
7 of 11 on third down, but they allowed Indianapolis to go 8 of 11 on third down. 424 total yards, but they allowed Indianapolis to have 456 yards. Minus three in turnovers. That's all you need to know. Ten turnovers in their last three games. Uh, All of that said, for a Thursday night game, must win for the Raiders. Chargers eliminated. I'll say the Raiders minus two and a half, just because I don't know where else to put it. Yeah, my numbers come to two on the Raiders. However, I'm looking, and I I see it higher. It's three with a pretty strong juice on the favorite or three and a half. Probably three and a half is the uh, predominant number. I'm going to definitely open it on the lower end. I'm going to open it at three, take a bet. Uh, Yeah, the Raiders, I mean, what do we expect? Their defense will improve now? Right. Um, So the guy (laughs) – so the other guy, he had all the answers, and he just was afraid to speak up uh, during these defensive meetings. Uh, I'm not even sure who they named the defensive coordinator for this coming week. Uh, the defense is just horrible, and you know, evidently they, you know, okay, they they can put points on the board, uh, but like you said, they they lost yesterday. And I thought they looked pretty bad in that loss. And you go back the week before. I mean, they were pretty lucky to beat the Jets. I mean, come on. Pretty. And uh, the Jets, again, proved uh, what they were yesterday, too. I'm sure we'll get to them a little later. So, I I don't know. I think three is a little – I think that's high. I'm going to open it three just because I see three and a half out there. Uh, But I'm certainly going to take a bet at minus three uh, before I move it on up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we're one game in, Gil, and already I like your number a little bit. <laughs> I love, thank you. Thank you very much. By the way, Rod Marinelli <laughs> is now the interim defensive coordinator with the Raiders. Can you believe the Charger stuff, Chrissy, though? Like, I mean, it's just, as it was happening, I was like, is oh. this real life? Is this happening again? We said the same thing. We're sitting there, you know, and we, we really didn't need anything in that game, so we're just kind of laughing. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is, looks like, Remember the old blooper show that, you know, yes. uh, you know, Mark <laughs> Albert would, I mean, it looked, I, I mean, it was, you know, like a high school team, you know, you had half the team ready to kick a field goal and the other guys are running off and so we spiked the ball, but, you know, I mean, it was, it was comical. It really was. And it's, it's sad because I think this team has some talent and I think Anthony Lynn, I would assume is going to be fired after this year, but that might be a team to watch out for next year. The chargers, they get a new coach in there and, uh, you know, somebody knows what they're doing because this team does have some talent. They they should certainly be a lot better than what they are. For sure. By the way, you said I like your number better. Uh, available now in the VEASAN store. I'm not making this up. The uh, part of the Gil, <laughs> the Gil Alexander collection. It's like I'm Versace. Uh, I like your number better. I like your number better is a, t- is a new is T-shirt available at the in the VEASAN store. There it is, pictured at uh, VEASAN.com and the VEASAN app. Um, we have a few of these now, right? So uh, you have your standard and numbers game, your standard Tankapalooza T-shirts that have already been in there. I like your number better. Uh, it's all pl- it's all Plinko, betting truth serum, pre-flop or in-game, uh, trend schmens, <laughs> and, of course, everybody's favorite, Iga, with exclamation points, and more to come. All the different oh, things yeah. that we have uh, started on this show. I'm buying all of them. I have another one that I started, another T-shirt available. It, it's, it's, not, it's not under until it's over. It's not so under. That was my saying, too. So. That might be the biggest selling T-shirt of the whole bunch in the whole store, I think. It's not I should a- get a residual for that. I should get something. I want to talk to Brian Musburger about that. <laughs> let's get on that. In fact, let's stop the show. Let's call him right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, we have Saturday games, I'm told. Yes, two Saturday games, yeah. Jason tells me. Okay. Yeah. What's Saturday? 
by the way, it's a hell of a Saturday. A lot of college football. Oh, yeah. and I, I haven't even looked at the college basketball yet. Saturday is going to be crazy, which is fantastic. I can hardly wait. Uh, okay, first, uh, oh, this is out of order. You want me to go in order or uh, oh, time order? Let's or... do chronologically on Saturday, yeah. Chronologically, okay. Uh, the early game, one thirty uh, West Coast time. Buffalo at Denver. Buffalo coming off the win, by the way. Championship games and two NFL games. Championship games yeah. all day long in college football. All right. Uh, Buffalo at Denver. Buffalo with the win against the Steelers last night, in case you missed it. 26-15. Uh, to 15, A game that really changed uh, late in the first half. First of all, Buffalo inches closer to claiming their first AFC East title since 1995 with the win. And their third playoff berth in four seasons. They can clinch both as early as tonight. If Baltimore loses to Cleveland tonight, the AFC East uh, goes to – no, that's not true. The AFC East doesn't, but the, uh, the playoff berth will go to Buffalo. The AFC East will be unaffected. Uh, they've won six of seven now. They have at least uh, 10 of their first 13 games. They have won at least uh, 10 of their first 13 games of a season for the first time since 1991. The old Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reed, Bruce Smith bills. Uh, that's a considerable switch. Remember, 17-year playoff drought they had before McDermott arrived in 2017, which was the longest in professional sports. First uh, half yesterday, though, against Pittsburgh, only six first downs for Buffalo and 102 yards on seven possessions. But as I said, this was late. Steelers were up late in the first half. A lot of people had first-half bets on Buffalo, first-half bets on Pittsburgh, and it all changed with under a minute left. Teron Johnson providing the offense by stepping in front of a Big Ben pass intended for Smith-Schuster, returned at 51 yards to the house. Buffalo, after a missed extra point, went up 9-7 with 52 seconds remaining in the first half, and that's how they went to the locker room. Second half, totally different story. Buffalo went to town. Josh Allen finished 24-43 for 238, two touchdowns, one pick, and a sack. 35 combined touchdowns for Allen this year. 28 passing, six rushing, one receiving. Stephon Diggs was big last night, 10 for 130 and a touchdown. Then there's Denver, and we'll get into the Survivor implications of this yesterday. But two people picked the Panthers yesterday in Survivor. It's the very first thing. As soon as the, uh, the breakout of who picked what yesterday came out, I immediately texted Ian Felica. I go, two people picked the Panthers and one on the Cowboys? What was that? Interesting. Uh, Denver beats the uh, Panthers. Drew Locke threw for 280 yards, a career high, four touchdowns. Deontay Spencer returning upon 83 yards for his first career score. Broncos held on to beat Carolina 32 to 27. Locke 21 of 27 for 284 touchdowns. No, no picks and he was sacked once. Four touchdowns. Uh, career high for Drew Locke. KJ Hamler two for 86. Two touchdowns. The Broncos sacked Teddy Bridgewater four times. But you know they're just kind of playing it out. Uh, I will say Buffalo minus six. Okay, second time I like your number better. Uh, my, my number came to six and a half Buffalo. However, I'm looking at this and this opened four and a half in some spots last night. Wow. Uh, this, I think it may even have opened four. Anyway, it's creeping up and one, you know, bookmaker who, uh, you know, takes some of the biggest plays in the, uh, in the world, they're up to five and a half with this game. Uh, but I still see a lot of four and a half out there. But I'm definitely going to be on the high end here. I'm opening five and a half. If I see this creep up to six, I'm definitely going to go there. Uh, listen, how you got to be impressed with the Bills. And you talk about Stephon Diggs. I mean, he he murdered the Steelers. He yesterday. murdered them in the second uh, half. He sure did. He he really did. I mean, I, I that, that well, you know, 
I, you know, I didn't need anything in the game particularly, but, uh, you know, rooting for the Steelers. I mean, my goodness, I mean, could somebody please cover this guy? But Buffalo, I mean, they're they're really good. I mean, it's a good, good team. I mean, would anybody be surprised if they're in the Super Bowl or even win the Super Bowl? I, I wouldn't at all. Um, you know, Denver, they played well. They played okay. Locke, you know, his best game probably that he ever played. And by the way, I'm starting to see more five-and-a-halves pop up. So this, uh, if you see a four and a half out there and you want the bills, I would recommend you go play it now. Yeah. It it ain't going to last. And, uh, like I said, I see a five and a half. If this goes to six, I'm going to, I'm going to go there very quickly. Mark me down at this point for five and a half. But like I said, if I see a a six flash anywhere, I'm going uh, very quickly. All right. Mark him down for a five and a half, but six, the second he sees one. All right. Second game on Saturday, second of two. Okay, uh, the Panthers at the Packers. Okay, so the Panthers lose to the Broncos, as we just mentioned. They've lost seven of their last eight. Teddy Bridgewater, 30 of 40. No touchdowns, no picks, as I mentioned, sacked four times. Robbie Anderson was his biggest target, eight for 84. Uh, enough said about that. They're four and nine. No Christian McCaffrey yesterday. Green Bay, they clinched the NFC North with their win over Detroit, and that coupled with New Orleans' loss to Philadelphia, which we'll get into, they're the number one seed in the AFC. I did not remember yeah. that in four previous NFC championship games, none of them were at Lambeau. Didn't remember that fact. 57-yard field goal up seven with 330 left to seal the deal. I was surprised that up seven with 330 left that Green Bay opted for the 57-yarder for Mason Crosby because he misses that, and maybe they don't win the football game with a short field if Detroit's able to tie and force OT. Instead, Crosby nails it. Katie bar the door. Uh, Rodgers, 26 for 33 for 290. Three touchdowns, no picks, no no sacks. How many times this year have we said three touchdowns, no picks? 39, <laughs> 39 touchdowns on the season for Rodgers. Four picks on the season. 39 and four. It's the ninth. Oh, I can answer my own question. Ninth game this season with three-plus touchdowns and no picks for Rodgers. It's the most in the Super Bowl era in that category. And Devontae did his thing, seven for 115 and a touchdown. He's got eight straight games with a touchdown. Devontae Adams. They were 7-11 on third. They were one of one on fourth. Detroit just couldn't get him off the field. They did have 12 penalties for 68 yards, so they got to clean that up. But, wow, this could be one of these, I don't know, one of these picks where I might be way off. Green Bay minus 10 against Carolina? Uh, You're a shade high. I see it eight and a half and nine. Um, you know, I, I didn't think they looked all that great yesterday, Green Bay. Uh, my numbers come to eight. Uh, I think I'm going to kind of stick to the eight and a half then at this point. Uh, like I said, eight and a half and nine pretty much uh, evenly distributed. So I'm going to go with eight and a half. Just that's closer to my, my number, which, which came to eight. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go there and we'll just uh, see what happens. And before we go any further, I see sixes popping up on the bills. I will open that game six. Six. Okay, there it is. Just like that. Six. Yeah. After like said, four and you see a four and a half out yeah. there, go grab it. Grab it ain't going to last. Yeah, I, I thought my guess was pretty good. It's a four and a half seemed odd. All right, let's do one Sunday morning game before we uh, take a break here. One Sunday morning game. First one up, we got uh, the Houston Texans at the Colts. Houston, for those wondering, eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, with their loss yesterday to Chicago. Uh, listen, I, I didn't, I'm not surprised they lost to Chicago, but 36 to 7. 
they lose to the Bears. Deshaun Watson, 21 of 30 for 219, one touchdown, no picks, sacked six times. Remember, that's been the Achilles heel of his uh, young career. Only 263 total yards against the Bears. They were minus two in turnovers. And the Colts, as we mentioned, beat the Raiders. The Colts scored on seven of their first eight drives in their fourth victory in five games against the Raiders. Rivers, 19 of 28 for 244. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was not sacked. Man, he's good when he's not pressured. Jonathan Taylor, 20 for 150, two touchdowns. (laughs) T.Y. Hilton, back from the dead, five for 86 and two touchdowns. They were 8 of 11 on third down. They had 456 total yards, 212 rushing. They were plus three in turnovers. I don't usually go injury report on Monday morning, but uh, they had a pretty bad injury report. Xavier Rhodes went to the locker room in the second quarter with a knee injury. Darius Leonard left in the second half with a back injury. Uh, Their left tackle, Anthony Costanzo, missed uh, last week with a knee ligament injury. He was on and off the field early before getting comfortable. So uh, all those things you got to monitor with the Colts moving forward. But as far as yesterday, 44 to 27, they easily covered the two and a half point spread after it was kind of nip and tuck first half. And then they blew the Raiders out in the second. Uh, I'll say Colts at home versus the Texans. I always seem to get the Colts numbers way off. And then I, I have value on the Colts sort of perpetually. I'll say Colts minus six here. Uh, you're light. It's, uh, Ooh, it's seven other way. And I see even seven going up a little bit, seven with a little bit of juice on the favorite. Just in a couple spots. Uh, you know, my numbers came to eight and a half here, Joe. I, you know, hmm. first of all, let's go to the Texans. You know, I, I mean, I, I love Deshaun Watson. I remember last year I said to a few people, I, I thought Watson was better than Lamar Jackson. The guy said, yo, you're crazy. And I, I mean, there's no doubt who had the better year, but I just, I, I love this kid. I think he's really good, man. He's got a bad lineup around him. He really does. I mean, I, I don't want to see him turn into like a Matthew Stafford where you have a potential hall of fame career, just get pretty much wasted. Um, but I, I don't I don't like much going on with the Texans, and it looks to me like they're kind of dropping like a rock. Whereas the Colts, I think, are going in the opposite direction. I think they've, you know, first of all, I like Frank Reich, their coach. I think he's really done a very good job here. Uh, you know, they had a new quarterback come in. I was never the biggest Phillip Rivers guy, but I have to give credit where it's due. It looks like he is playing some pretty good football. Uh, we get to the playoffs. It might be a different story. You know, you yes. never know with Phillip Rivers, <laughs> True. but I do like, I do like the way this team's playing. Uh, I, I don't see any seven and a half. So I am an open seven, but once again, if I see this blip higher, I'm going to go higher. So put me down for seven, but higher if it goes. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to have that guess back. I think I got gun shy from all my bad Colts guesses in previous weeks. So I went light on in there. I don't, I don't have a problem with them being seven uh, or over seven, as you said, right there. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. 
John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. All right, let's continue with Sunday morning, week 15. Okay, well, this one we're going to have to go over quickly. It's uh, the Titans, uh, the Lions at the Titans, and there's really no numbers because of uh, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, we don't know. Stafford didn't finish the game yesterday against Green Bay. Chase Daniel did. Stafford was 24 of 34 in the loss to Green Bay for 244 yards, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked four times. By the way, Green Bay ended up winning that 31 to 24 um, his injury, well, he left in the, fir- in the fourth quarter, did Stafford. Lions interim coach Daryl Bevel said uh, it was too early to know how significant his injury was, adding the team would know more Monday, today after x-rays. Only 51 rushing yards for the Lions. Tennessee beat Jacksonville. Tannehill was 19 of 24 for 213, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Derrick Henry, my goodness. 26 for 215 and two touchdowns. He had 170 yards on 17 carries in the first half. And then A.J. Brown, 7 for 112, including an amazing touchdown catch. They had 454 total yards, 249 rushing in their 31-10 to 10 bludgeoning of Jacksonville. I'll say Tennessee by 7, but you said there's no there's no line at all because we don't know if it's staff. There's no line. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I saw some early numbers, but they were, even those were like three points difference, you know, depending on what you what we expect out of uh, Stafford. Yeah, if so I, you if, know, I don't know. If it's not Stafford, it's going to be more than seven. You know, if it's not Stafford, it's going to be closer yeah. to 10, I yeah. would imagine. Yeah. Okay. Let's do another. Yeah, the number I saw early was, was an eight, but assuming Stafford was in, but, you know, yeah. who knows. My number's come to seven and a half, by the way, with a healthy Stafford. Yeah, that's what I had right around um, there. Another, okay, here's one. <laughs> Jets at the Rams. <laughs> Jets at the Rams. I don't know if you know this, but the Jets are 0-13. Uh, they're the 10th team <laughs> 10th team in NFL history to start 0-13. They lose yesterday, as I mentioned, to Seattle 40-3. to That was a survivor coast. Uh, eighth loss of 20-plus points under Adam Gase. He has seven total wins in his tenure. Eight losses of 20-plus points. Ninth game this season with 30-plus points allowed, most in the NFL for the Jets. Darnold, 14 of 26 for 132. No touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times. They only had 185 total yards of offense, 116 passing, 69 rushing. And just for good measure, Sergio Castillo missed three field goals in the first half, 37, 41, and 43. So there was that. 
Uh, and then the Rams extra rest because remember the Rams crushed the Patriots on Thursday. Sean McVay thirty five and zero now when leading at halftime, including the playoffs. Four consecutive winning records for the team. Akers went off on Thursday, 29 for 171, and Aaron, Aaron Donald had another one-and-a-half sacks to move into the overall NFL lead with 12-and-a-half this season. Uh, remember, that was the game with the Kenny Young 79, 79-yard pick six against Cam, and then the floodgates opened 24-3 to Rams over the Pats. Uh, this will be large. If, if yesterday was what was – what did yesterday end up with Seattle – that was big, right? That, that, that sort uh, 17, of, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it soared over 14 by the end. So I'll just start with seven. Yeah. I'll start with 17 here. How about that? Well, you're right on. Um, you know, it's 17. Uh, my numbers came to 15, but the more I look at it, I mean, this Jet team has just, I mean, they've surrendered. They don't have much talent anyway. And just attitude. I mean, they just got to figure. I mean, this coach, you know, he ain't going to be around. Nobody else from that organization is going to be around next year. So, you know, 17, I have no beef with that, even though my numbers came lower. I want no part of the Jets whatsoever. Yeah. You, you almost wonder if that, you know, the loss to the Raiders in that fashion, that was the last hurrah, yeah. right? It, even though they fired yeah. Greg Williams, it's like, okay, um, we're done and yeah. we're playing out the string. Rams by 17. I wouldn't be surprised if you take Rams money at that point. Yeah. And by the way, by the way, Jets were up 3 nothing in that game yesterday. They always are. <laughs> they always are up 3 to nothing. <laughs> I think it's like they have some streak going, right? Like of seven games in a row where they score on their first drive. It's amazing. Uh, and yet 0-13 nonetheless. Should we start with uh, another one? Let's start with another one. You can give me your answer, but I'll guess it here before the break. What's another one? Uh, Tampa at Atlanta. Tampa at Atlanta. Oh, there's no way I can do all this in, in this uh, brief period here. But Tampa Bay yesterday ends up beating the Vikings by the score of 26 to 14. And I just want to say this is the quintessential game of I hope people overreact and think Tampa was good in this game. Tampa Bay lost three or four games to uh, division title contenders leading into last week's bye, including a pair of losses to the Rams and one to the Chiefs. And they go ahead and they sack Kirk Cousins six times in this game. Okay, that's great. But did anybody watch the first half of this game? Because if there was ever some nonsense uh, in officiating that you could actually think a beat or in a half about and say to yourself, why do I bet this stuff again? And by the way, I had nothing in this game. But there was a phantom penalty on Harrison Smith that was like a, a phantom helmet to helmet. There was nothing called against Chad Beebe in the other direction. But the big ones were Mike Evans falling down in the end zone on his own. They end up calling a a P.I. on Jeff Gladney, who had picked off the ball. And instead of a pick, it's first and goal. Of course, Tampa scores after that. Then a pass interference on a Hail Mary at the end of the half to Gronk. That's three free points. I'm not saying Tampa Bay would have lost that game. But I'm saying it might have happened. Instead, they win it 26 to 14. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. We'll guess that line. We'll get more into it. Just saying. Some of these games, you never know how they couldn't have turned out. How they could have turned out had the the, uh, refs decided to do a whole bunch differently. We'll come back right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Chris Andrews. This is Guessing Lines for week number 15 in the National Football League. Uh, Chrissy, let let me bring you in here before I go further. But that, what I was talking about with Tampa Bay, 
prior to halftime yesterday against the Vikings. And it's one of these things mm-hmm. where Joe Buck and Troy Aikman didn't come like they didn't they didn't seize on it at all. But like the the pass interference on Mike Evans, the, the pass interference on Jeff Gladney against Mike Evans was so not a pass interference. Evans was already falling to the ground on his own, and he picks off the ball. It's a complete seven-point change. We never see a pass interference on a Hail Mary. That said, Rob Gronkowski was jostled yeah. a little bit. Uh, but there was like four different calls that clearly went against the Vikings that were all questionable. And I just, I, this is my biggest thing about betting the NFL. Stuff like that gets swept under the carpet, right? Our brains purge that kind of stuff. Tampa Bay could have just as easily been in a dogfight in that game. You see it that way as well? Hi, absolutely. I was, we had two big games in the morning, that being one of them. So I was watching that game. Now, a lot of times I have to watch with no sound on because we're flipping back and forth. So I don't remember exactly what they said during that game. I do remember what they said during the pass interference uh, on Gronkowski, that that was just a ridiculous call. It should have never been made. But you're right. I really think that, uh, you know, Tampa, you know, I think they looked okay, but I think it was more Minnesota's ineptitude that, that kind of created, you know, the Tampa win, you know, seemingly easy win and a cover uh, rather than Tampa's efficiency. So I, I, you know, I'm not all that impressed with them. I, I mean, they, listen, they're, they're good. I don't know who's good and great in this league right now. And I don't think anybody does really when you look at their top half dozen teams or so. You know, could they make it to a Super Bowl? Yeah, sure, I guess they could. But I, I'm I'm not like super impressed. I can tell you that. Brady ended up 15 of 23 for 196, two touchdowns, no picks, uh, wasn't sacked. By the way, he's 15 and four career in 19 games following a bye. For those who care about such things, Jones 18 for 80 and a touchdown. Uh, Tampa only had the ball for 19 minutes and 59 seconds yesterday in the victory. Uh, and who are they playing? Oh, at, oh Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta <laughs> eliminated from playoff contention. Everybody, for those who are uh, waiting for that, holding their breath. Four and four now under Raheem Morris. They lose yesterday, as we mentioned, to the Chargers. Ryan was twenty-one of thirty-two for two twenty-four, one touchdown, three picks, two sacks, all three in the second half. All three of his picks in the second half. In fact, two on the final two drives. Matty Ice, y'all. Ridley eight for one twenty-four and a touchdown. Uh, that touchdown was pass, was from Gage. Gage was 5 for 82 in terms of catches. He was 1 for 1, 39 yards passing in that touchdown. Atlanta was 9 of 11 on third downs, but minus 2 in turnovers. Again, those three turnovers were everything. All Matty Ice, all picks, all in the second half, including in the final two drives, and that's the story of the game. Even the Chargers weren't a, were able to overcome themselves thanks to Matt Ryan. <laughs> Uh, that said, Tampa Bay shouldn't be that big of a favorite here. If they are, I'm going the other way. So I'll say Tampa Bay minus three and a half. Oh, you're light. Uh, I made it five myself, uh, but I see five and five and a half, mostly five and a half. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to open the five. I don't know if that's enough to uh, entice much action the other way. But I'm going to open five. I mean, again, I would say don't let's not forget how Tampa Bay has looked like the last month. And I know Bruce Arians in his you know conference yesterday uh, it was saying we'll do any damn thing we want or something like that. You know, uh, I'm not so sure they could do that. You know, but you know, I don't know. But again, we're going against Atlanta, a team that uh, you know I didn't need much in that uh, Atlanta uh, Charger game, so I only had kind of half an eye on it. But it looked to me like Atlanta was 
doing enough to win that game, and they just did enough to blow the game, really. Yeah, so that's right. Uh, I wouldn't go all in on Atlanta on this, you know, but I think five is a decent place to start, and we'll see where we go from there. It is, it is true. As soon as like, if, it, if it's more than I guess here, I'm going all in the other way, and then I've realized it's Atlanta. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, maybe not. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. All right, what's next? New England at Miami. These are still early games on Sunday, I would imagine. Yeah, and I, I you know, and I'm, my apologies to everybody. I did jump ahead. The Ram game got moved to one o'clock. Okay. Uh, Rams and Jets, which we already covered, it was originally in the early part, but you, it got moved. You Just are forgiven. Super quick. There's three afternoon games. <laughs> Only three afternoon games. Okay. And eight morning games. We're back to that. Uh, New England extra rest. They got shellacked. Haven't used that word this season. By the uh, Rams last Thursday night, as we mentioned, officially ending New England's NFL record streak of 17 straight seasons with at least 10 victories all the way back to 2002. Cam was nine of 16 for 119. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. Bill Belichick, though, says he's the starter. 220 total yards against the Rams, just 62 in the second half. Uh, only 10 first downs. Miami yesterday loses to the Chiefs. We haven't talked about this yet. Uh, Chiefs now number one seed in the AFC. At least that's the position they're in. Chiefs end up winning at 33 to 27. Little point spread. Plinko, the end of that game with field goals. Uh, Tua, box score looks good. 28 of 48 for 318. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know watching this game. Uh, Miami was plus three in turnovers. Still couldn't beat the Chiefs. Four, turn, four turnovers induced, including uh, three picks from Mahomes. Uh, the Dolphins lose for only the second time in the past nine games. They picked off Patrick Mahomes two of the first three Chiefs drives. Remember, Mahomes had only had two picks all year before that. And it, they were up 7 and nothing. They get a second pick, and Jason Weingarten and I were texting. He goes, wow, maybe, maybe uh, this is Miami's day. Maybe Miami's going to win this. And I said, they got to cash in here, though. And they only end up with a field goal. And as soon as they did that, I think everybody, everybody in the country was like, that's not good enough. 10 to nothing's not going to get this done. Uh, the Chiefs go ahead and outscore them in the second and third quarter, 30 to three. So again, it's with the Chiefs. I think this Chiefs team, oh, we'll get to the Chiefs later. I'm already straying on the Chiefs, but I actually think this Chiefs better. This Chiefs team this year is better than the Super Bowl one from last year. Anyway, it's New England at Miami. Miami now, uh, the, the dreams of the AFC East title probably not going to happen. But they got to win this game. They're trying to get to the playoffs more than anything right now. Um, I'll say it's Miami. Miami hosting New England. I'll say Miami minus four. Uh, what's that teacher say? I like your number better. I like your number better. <laughs> uh, I can't, my numbers came to Miami five in this game. But I see this game. Anywhere from two, I see a couple of threes even with big juice on the dog. Two, uh, but probably what? yeah, two two and a half is the is the number. I'm going to open three here. Uh, you know, I you know, listen. I know we're going to talk about Billichick and extra days rest and you know, blah blah blah. This is not a typical New England team. You know, they have very little talent on offense. Uh, they got that one kid who's a great special teams player. I don't know if you want to revolve your whole team around that. Um, yeah, Gunner. But I Gunner think Miami's Olszewski, pretty yeah. good. Gunner Olszewski, yeah. That's, uh, you, know, um, you know, Miami, they, you know, they didn't look great, but they didn't get the three turnovers against 
against Mahomes. I mean, I, I think that says something right there. Uh, I mean, if they could pick him off three times, I mean, boy, it looks like uh, Cam Newton would be definitely right for the picking. I'm going to open three. I'm sure they'll take it. I'm sure they'll grab it. And But, uh, you know, be in line, folks, at 9 o'clock when I open these numbers if you want to take New England plus the three. Because uh, that, that is what I'm going to open. But I, I think Miami, anything under three has to be a play on Miami. Yeah, I, that's the first one I really love. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And I thought I was yeah. I thought I was low with my guess. Like I was like, oh, probably low, but I'll say four. You know, like, wow. Yeah. I made it five, so you know, there we go. Um. um so here, okay. here's what I would ask about. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, are we going on next or no? No, no. Because I, I wanted to say one more thing about this. If if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays yesterday, there's a couple of things. One, do we know if the Dolphins would have won that game or not? We don't. But I've said this before the last couple Dolphins games. Brian Flores, great job. What a season the Dolphins have had, no matter how it goes from here, whether they make the playoffs or not. But I do think, like, you know, the whole thing where he's like, it's Tua. If Tua is healthy, I'm going with Tua. I do wonder, and I have wondered this before the past two weeks, have have they painted themselves into a corner with it? Because they are, you know, they're teetering, right? The Ravens are knocking at the door, especially if the Ravens win tonight. The Dolphins are in a fight for a playoff spot. Is Tua really your best foot forward, better than Ryan Fitzpatrick? Does it not matter to you to make the playoffs if that's if that's not the case? If Ryan Fitzpatrick is your best foot forward, shouldn't he be playing these last few games? I mean, it's really it's a tough position to be in. I just wish he hadn't said it's Tua no matter what if he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to knock Flores in any way, shape, or form. He's just done so much with this team, you know, beginning last year, even early in the season. You could see he was building the team. And then they, they went on a nice little run at the end of the year, and they played terrifically this year. So, I mean, he's the guy that's there every day, you know, and uh, yep. we're, we're judging from a distance. We are. So I, I don't want to say anything. You know, I mean, he – Listen, he's he's done almost everything right with this team that he could possibly do. So I, I don't know if that's what he decides, then that's what he decides. That is a very mature, evolved take on that subject. Um, okay, you have oh, ladies and gentlemen, guessing lines for week fifteen, Chrissy. I'm not sure if you're able to see this, but uh, we have special new intro to guessing lines. Hit it! Oh, that's good. It's very like '80s. That's the old. Uh, that's the old Stardust font right there. Guessing lines. Exactly. Oh, oh I see what you did. A little throwback oh. there. Thank you to the graphics department, yeah. Carlos. Thank you, Carlos. Los doing some stuff. Los, formerly known here on a numbers game as Patient X, for spreading all kinds of uh, <laughs> things. This is pre-pandemic. That was funny. It's not funny anymore to say that because people are going to be yeah, like, Wait, really. "Who's no. this guy? No. <laughs> Who's this guy?" Uh, I didn't mean to do that to Los. Thank you, Los. Appreciate it as always. Uh, joke takes on a whole new meaning now. All right, Chrissy, uh, we got more games to get to. We're only halfway through. What's next? Early still on Sunday. Yeah. Seattle at the football team. Seattle at the football team. Seattle, as we mentioned, Seattle beats uh, the Jets 40-3. to The uh, How do we call it? The uh, get right game against the Jets. Seahawks had just one win by more than 14 points in the past two seasons. you believe that? Until yesterday. 
Uh, Russell Wilson, 21 of 27 for 206. Four touchdown passes, one pick. He was not sacked. Taken out late in the third quarter for Geno Smith. Career-high 36 touchdowns for the season for Russell Wilson. By the way, Geno, for those of you uh, Geno Smith fans out there, four of five for 33. One of the great scouting reports uh, for Geno Smith coming out of college. Slow eyes, Gil. Slow eyes. I love that. This is a progression. Uh, Russell Wilson had played every snap of the previous 49 games for Seattle. I would not have guessed that. Played every snap the previous 49 games for Seattle. Uh, but they had a 410 to 185 total yards advantage versus the Jets. Jamal Adams got a sort of weird sack where he forced Darnold out of bounds. So it's eight and a half for the year. The most by a defensive back since the stat became official in 1982. Anyway, then there's the Washington football team. Chase Young is a beast. Chase Young and Cameron oh. Curl, uh, two defenders on, on uh, Washington's D. Chase Young and Cameron Curl scored defensive touchdowns. Washington grabbed sole possession of first place in the division, the NFC East, that is. They're 6-7. and seven. Break up Washington. They've won four straight since a 2-7 and seven start. Alex Smith, we'll get to this in a moment. Alex Smith, 8 of 19 for 57. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. He missed the second half, though, with soreness in his surgically repaired right leg. Dwayne Haskins had to come in. He was 7 of 12 for 51. Didn't make any crucial mistakes. Washington's offense had only 11 first downs in victory. 11. They only had 194 total yards in victory. Their yards per play was worse than that of the Jets, the Jags, the Giants, and the Bengals yesterday. Worst of all teams. However, they were plus two in turnovers, and two of those three turnovers were returned for touchdowns by Young and Curl. Chase Young, by the way, in the first half, a sack, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, a forced fumble. He is a beast. But there's the question of Alex Smith. So I don't, you know, here are Seahawks at Washington. If it's Alex Smith, it's one thing. If it's Dwayne Haskins, it's another. I think is what this comes down to. Uh, if it's Alex Smith, I'm going to say Seattle minus four and a half. Uh, let me just take a moment to say it's Gil Alexander. It's Chris Andrews. It's guessing lines week 15 in the National Football League right here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network, uh, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo Sling and Game Plus. This is where uh, I guess the lines because I've been in a cocoon since yesterday. And uh, Chrissy tells me how far off I am, what he's going to post. And hopefully within that exercise, we extract some value. Uh, as we believe we did with Miami just before the break. So that's where that stands for me, Chris. It's, it, if it's Alex Smith, I think it's Seattle minus four and a half. If it's Dwayne Haskins, I mean, it's probably a touchdown. But the, I'm, I'm a little worried about Alex Smith because, look, comeback player of the year, he's proven everything to anybody. He never had, like I said, if he threw one forward pass this year, I don't care if it was in the dirt. He's the comeback player of the year. He's done so much more than that. He led the league in passing one week with 390 yards. He's the veteran presence that this team with a great defense really needs. He manages the game on offense for them. They're actually a, a pretty a, a team that you may not want to face in the postseason with that defense. But, man, if he's got soreness in that leg, I'm a little worried. So, I don't know. Four and a half with him, seven without. Well, I think... The assumption at this point is that he's going to play. Yeah, uh, he's listed as questionable in the early reports with a, a strained calf. He was walking around on the sidelines yesterday. My hunch is he's going to play as well. 
you know, I, I see the game, you know, five, a little bit of four and a half. Now I got to tell you, I'm still not tremendously impressed by Seattle, you know, regardless of their blowout of the Jets. I agree. My numbers came to three, uh, but now I see the five. I think. And by the way, this game opened four pretty much last night, up to five now. So some money did show on Seattle. And sometimes that could be a fake or rude too. You never know. Uh, but I do like the higher number better the more I look at it. Uh, I think my number of three was just too light. I mean, that's strictly a one-way number. Nobody's going to gobble up the three taking it. They might lay it, of course, which you know, evidently they did. So I'm going to open five. Uh, I think my number was just too low there. But on to your man, Chase Young. This kid is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yep. He is so good. I mean, not too often a guy like that can turn around a game. But, but I mean, he's capable of doing it. And besides, they have some other good players uh, uh, up front for for Washington. So this this is a dangerous team. I got to tell you, at the five, man, that's what I'm going to open. But to me, if this thing creeps up anymore, I, I would definitely be looking to play Washington. I think, uh, you know, I think I think they're they're going to be right in this one. I think it's going to be a tough, tough game. As I've said, they're littered with first round picks on that defense with Payne and Allen and Sweat. Yeah. In addition, Payne, Allen, Sweat. In addition to, to Young, uh, Chase Young, that sack he was dropped back in coverage. And he saw his moment and just absolutely sprinted yeah. into Nick McMullen. And then the fumble recovery, then there was the forced fumble, which was awesome. The fumble recovery for a touchdown. He scoops it up on the fly. Uh, Payne made the uh, force the fumble on that one. They sort of traded forced fumbles and recoveries, those two. And, uh, and then just scoops it up and 264 pounds sprinting down the sidelines was just yeah. a sight to behold. He is just a menace. I even invoked... The uh, the initials LT yesterday for the first time when texting with people. Um, this could be, let me just say this, three weeks left in the regular season. Seattle at Washington could very well be a playoff preview, everybody. A five yeah. seed to the four seed. That's where it stands right now. So we'll see how this goes. And we'll see if Alex Smith can make it. You're right, because he couldn't get the calf. Couldn't get the calf right yesterday. It was sore. Interesting uh, on that with Alex Smith. All right, what's next? Well, one more thing about Chase Young yes. before we go on. Please. You know, there, there's speed and then there's quickness, and they're not necessarily the same thing. That's right. But when you have them in combination, that's really dangerous. And he has that. I mean, he's fast and he's quick and he's big. <laughs> so and he's, he's going to be a beast for years to come if he uh, stays healthy. I hope he does for the sake of the game, really. He's, he's a tremendous player. Uh, okay, next up, we have the Bears at the Vikings. Bears at the Vikings. Two six and seven teams right now on the outside looking in in the NFC. Both trying to get to the postseason. Chicago snaps a six-game losing streak with that 36-7 win over the Texans yesterday. Again, no surprise necessarily that they won. Somewhat surprised that they crushed them. Though, as you mentioned, Deshaun Watson, just there's just so few bodies left for him to throw the ball to. Mitch Trubisky yesterday in uh, victory against Houston. 24 of 33 for 267. Three touchdowns, no picks. Sack three times. First half threw for all three of his touchdown, uh, all three of his touchdown passes. The Bears were up thirty to seven at the half. That game was over by halftime. Montgomery first play of the game, eighty yard scamper. He ended up eleven for one thirteen and and that eighty yard touchdown. Caught three balls for forty two. Uh, first play from scrimmage, eighty yards to the house, and it was uh, the 
the route was on for the Bears. Robinson always fills up a stat sheet for the Bears. Allen Robinson, 9 of 123 in a touchdown. 410 total yards for Chicago, plus two in turnovers. They sacked Houston quarterback seven times. Deshaun six times. A.J. McCarron one time. I believe that was A.J. McCarron's only play. They sacked him. And one of those was a safety. One of the uh, sacks of, of Watson was a safety from Khalil Mack. Mack also recovered a fumble by Duke Johnson in the first period, deflected a pass in the second. So Chase Young was doing big things for Washington. Khalil Mack doing big things for Chicago. And then, as I mentioned, Minnesota loses to Tampa Bay. Um, but I, I keep getting back to it. I, I hope people watch the first half of this game because I'm not – it's just you, you can't prove it. You can't prove that this game would have been totally different. But, man – uh, the officials were doing the Vikings no favors, and the biggest one of those non-favors, game-changing defensive pass interference, Bucks up 7-6, to six, second and goal at the 7, picked, but Mike Evans slipped in the end zone. It was ruled a defensive pass interference against cornerback Jeff Gladney. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman say nothing. In fact, they agree with the call. <laughs> Next play, one yard, Ronald Jones Did touchdown. They? Yeah, oh, good God. And then there's Dan Bailey. My God, Chrissy, this guy. I remember when Dallas let him go, I was like, oh, how could they let him dear go? Lord. How could they let this guy go? He missed four. He's missed, In the last two games now, he's missed four field goals and three PATs. Yesterday, he missed an extra point and three, three, uh, and, uh, rather three field goals. Basically, all four of his kicks. He missed them all, in other words. And Brady launched two of Tampa Bay's three first-half scoring drives after Bailey missed field goals of 49 and 54 yards. And what does Lombardi always say? Those are turnovers. And they don't look, they don't say that in the box score, but those are turnovers, period. Kirk Cousins, 24 of 37 for 225, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked six times. Six. Dalvin, 22 for 102 and a touchdown. By the way, Minnesota had, a, as I mentioned, 39-03 to 1959 advantage in time of possession. That seems two seconds off. Uh, but uh, Tampa Bay didn't need it. Short fields, officials helping him out. Also mentioned the phantom call on Harrison Smith. Chad Beebe didn't get one the other way on him. Brutal first half officiating against the Vikings. Uh, But it's at Minnesota, and not that home field means anything. I'm just saying it's still Chicago. I'll say Minnesota not by three. I'll say Minnesota by four. Uh, Yeah, you're high. It's... um... Three juice on the favorite. I see a couple three and a halfs with pretty big juice on the dog. You know, I'm opening three, and I'll probably lay it. You know, but I mean that's okay with me. Uh, first of all, let's not, you know, Hall of Fame Mitch Trubisky last week. Let's, that's <laughs> an aberration. Let's not putting him uh, in. Really? Note that. Oh, <laughs> not yet. No. Yeah. But you know, when well, you know, back to Dan Bailey, uh, he had missed a couple, and then he had like a 53 yarder or something like that. And I'm in the office with Jimmy, and you know we needed Minnesota pretty good. And I says, Jimmy, this might be a good thing for him because there's no pressure on here. I said the same you know, thing. Pressure Chris. on to kick an yeah. extra point. I yeah. said the same thing. And he missed it by a mile. <laughs> and I said, oh, he got it. He just can't kick anymore. You know, so you're racing. I don't know. I mean, and you know, of course, the coach going into the game, we have no doubt Dan Bailey. He's our man. Yeah. He's one of the great kickers of all time. Blah blah blah. Well, you know, I mean. You know, there's probably a lot of guys that used to be a great kicker, and he's certainly one of them. What did they say? I'm an open three. You just can't. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, go ahead. I was going to say with those three. I just said I'm going to. I'm an open three. Go ahead. Open three. Yeah, with those three misses yesterday, he went from like the sixth most accurate kicker of all time to the eleventh most accurate kicker of all time. (laughs) So he's just falling down. He's at the. He's at the point now where you want to give him a hug. Really is. 
So you said three? Yeah. That's what you're opening? Three yeah. Vikings? Okay. I'm going to open three. They're going to lay it to me. That's fine. I'm going to open three. All right. What's next? Okay. Another morning game. Jacksonville at the Ravens. Well, as far as I'm concerned, doing by my math, I think this is the final morning game then. Jacksonville's 1-12. Yeah. As we talked about, they got crushed by Tennessee. Uh, by the final score of 31 to 10 as a seven and a half point consensus closing dogs. Jacksonville's 12th consecutive loss. Mike Glennon, as John Gruden calls him, 13 to 23 for 85. No touchdowns, one pick. He wasn't sacked, but he was benched following his uh, fourth turnover plus a safety in six quarters. And Gardner Minshew got back in the game. First time since week seven. He was 18 of 31 for 178. One touchdown, no picks, wasn't sacked. Uh, James Robinson, fasted, undrafted rookie to a thousand yards. How about that? But they were ten. They had ten penalties for eighty yards. Didn't help themselves. And then there's Baltimore. Baltimore has not played yet. Baltimore, of course, plays against Cleveland tonight. Baltimore now a three point favorite, up to a three point favorite everywhere tonight, in a huge game for both Baltimore and Cleveland. Cleveland now with some thoughts about the division in the AFC North. Yeah. Now that Pittsburgh has fallen. Yeah. And Baltimore right now on the outside looking into the AFC East, uh, excuse me, in the AFC playoff picture, trying to run the table. And if they beat the Browns, they might just be able to with a favorable schedule. So massive implications for this game tonight. If Baltimore loses, uh-oh, then they absolutely have to run the table. Um, that said, we haven't seen them. So I'll say, I mean, look, this is going to be huge. As big as the Rams, no. 14, mm, I'll say 13 Ravens by 13. Yeah, you're dead on. It's 13. You know, my numbers came to 12, but uh, as soon as I saw the 13, I definitely liked that better. You know, this uh, Jacksonville team really looks like they're, they're packing it in. I mean, there's going to be so many changes. They've already changed or fired the general manager. Uh, the coach, I don't know how he retains his job. Uh, they need quarterbacks. They need, I mean, just run down a lot. They need everything. And, uh, you know, here we are late in the season. They're on the road against, a, you know, a, you know, last year probably overall the best team in the league, even though they lost in the playoffs. Uh, this is just a horrible spot. I just can't see any enthusiasm for this Jacksonville team. Uh, so I definitely like the 13 better. But let's see what happens tonight. But I think uh, I think you're right, though. Whoever wins tonight is in a very good position um, and, you know, easily could run the table and could knock Pittsburgh out of the uh, – out of the division, if it's Cleveland, certainly. How are you feeling about your Steelers? Can't be good, huh? Not good. Not good. Yeah. No, not good at all. I'm, I'm thinking already, just again, I don't go more than two seconds without thinking about Survivor, but already Rams, massive favorites against the Jets. Baltimore, massive favorites against Jacksonville. Some candidates that we've all also already talked about. Tennessee, will Matt Stafford play? How big will that spread be? Thank you. Uh, Green Bay against Carolina. I mean, those are already four big candidates. Now, it will all come down to availability. Who's got what? Um, Less than 20% in Circa Survivor have the Rams available to them. Less than 20% have the Rams available to them. I'm the survivor. Okay. Now we go to the afternoon. Let's get one afternoon game in. Okay, I'm going to skip the night game, which would be the next on the schedule in the rotation. But I'm going to go to the Eagles at the Cardinals. Oh, we haven't talked about either of these games. Eagles, 
beat the Saints outright. Jalen Hurts, first start. Eagles win it 24-21. to Do so as seven-and-a-half-point closing dogs. I believe I said I'm taking the Saints. Jalen Hurts, if you can beat me in your first start, tip of the cap. Some bets you have to be willing to lose. Well, guess what? I lost. Tip of the cap, Jalen Hurts. Uh, first win this season for the Eagles versus a team currently above 500, snapping a four-game losing streak. Jalen Hurts, 17 of 30 for 167. One touchdown, no picks. He was not sacked. 18 carries for 106 yards on the ground. Eagles coach Doug Peterson, Chrissy, wouldn't commit to starting Hurts or going back to Carson Wentz next week. Jeez, God, come on. Come uh, on. Miles, Miles Sanders was 14 for 115 and two touchdowns. 246 rushing yards against the Saints. That was bizarre to me. Eagles D, five sacks, two takeaways. And then there's Arizona. Let me just say, Hassan Reddick, five sacks and three forced fumbles in one game as Arizona uh, crushes the Giants 26 to 7. Daniel Jones. Uh, a lot of people said he didn't look right. I didn't watch enough of it to comment, but Giants didn't look right. Snapped a three-game skid, no. uh, did the Cardinals. They finished with eight sacks because Colt McCoy got in there too. Kyler Murray, 24 of 35 for 244, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once, 13 carries for 47 yards. DeAndre Hopkins, nine for 136. Uh, Cardinals were plus three in turnovers. That's really all you need to know, and they won the time of possession battle 37-45 to 22 minutes and 15 seconds. All-out. All Comprehensive win for the Cardinals. Uh, they're at home here against the Eagles in Glendale. I will say Arizona minus four and a half. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Uh, Arizona, it's 
you know, last night it was, I'm trying to look at my notes here, it was five and a half last night. It's gone to a blank at six. Uh, I made the game Ooh. five myself. It's a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't, geez, it's, uh, I still might open this one five and a half and see what they want to do with it. I'm sure they'll lay it right away. But, I, you know, I just still have my big question marks about Arizona. You know, from the beginning, I was never a big Kyler Murray man. I'm not a Kingsbury man as their coach. You know, Philly, you know, they, the one thing I would say, though, Philly had a lot of injuries during that game yesterday, quite a few. They did. And uh, we may want to see an injury report there. Uh, I'm debating whether to open that five and a half or six. Probably five and a half. But we'll, I might change my mind. Six seems like a lot. Um, but, yeah, that game said more about the Saints, which we'll get to here momentarily. On a numbers game, Guessing Lines continues for week 15 right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Okay, uh, the Chiefs at the Saints. Chiefs at the Saints. Oh, wow. Mar- yeah, this is a good one. Marquee matchup. Well, we may not get to all of this here before the break, but we'll start. Uh, Chiefs 12-1. and one. They currently have the number one seed in the AFC after their win in Pittsburgh's loss yesterday. New Orleans, now the number two seed in the NFC because of their loss and Green Bay's win. Yeah. Uh, KC clinches the AFC West title with that win against the Dolphins for the fifth straight season. By the way, they had a 30-yard sack in that game that Patrick Mahomes took, the NFL's longest in five years. Four <laughs> turnovers and a 10-point deficit. Uh, deficit. Kansas City overcame all of that. Eh, four turnovers, 10-point deficit, 30-yard sack, no problem. We'll just outscore you 30-3 to in the second and third quarters. It's their eighth straight win. They've reached 12 wins now for the third consecutive season. I think they're better this year than they were last year when they won the Super Bowl. I really yeah. do. Mahomes, I do, too. Mahomes, I do, too. Yeah, Mahomes ended up going 24 of 34. I keep buying uh, Chiefs futures along the way, by the way, just to win it all. Just every once mm-hmm. in a while, every week, I just buy yeah. There's a little more. Because so I just think they're, they're better than everybody in the end. Mahomes was 24 of 34 for 391. Two touchdowns. Mentioned the three picks and the three sacks. His first multi-interception game in more than two years. He had three yesterday, had two interceptions in the first 12 games of the year. Three yesterday. Two in the first three drives. Miami turning them to 10 points, turning them into 10 points. Kelsey, eight for 134 in a touchdown. Tyreek, three for 79 in a touchdown. Tyreek also ran in one for 32 yards in a touchdown. 446 total yards. Oh, McCole Hardman, just for good measure, uh, good, just for good measure, untouched on a 67-yard punt return for a touchdown. Minus three in turnovers, no problem. New Orleans' nine-game winning streak snapped. They were 8-0 over the past two seasons without Drew Brees before running into the Eagles. And again, they're in the number two seed now. Already do have a playoff berth. But they only had 98 total yards in the first half against the Eagles. What was that? Taysom Hill, 28 of 38 for 291. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked five times, five carries for 33. Kamara, 11 of 50 on the ground in a touchdown. Seven catches for 44 yards. Thomas, eight for 84. 246 rushing yards allowed, the most since 2014. I'll give you my guess and Chrissy's line next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome. 
Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. The VEASAN College Bowl Guide is coming soon, and the NFL playoffs are right around the corner, so now's the time to get all of the VEASAN football betting expert insights. The VEASAN postseason football special is here. Get everything we have to offer from now through February 8th for only $39.99. You'll get our College Football Bowl Guide, the upcoming NBA betting guide, daily emails with best bets on football and every sport on the schedule, weekly betting guides, plus full 24-7 video access, all at an amazing price. And don't forget, you can still become an annual member at a 25% holiday savings. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Skill Alexander. Chris Andrews is here as well. Jason Kahn. Uh, you see the uh, Heisman market? We'll talk about this with uh, Futech tomorrow. But, like, we've been talking about the Heisman market being the most dynamic market all season long, more than any market you can ever remember. It's the most 2020 thing ever. Oh, now it's Trevor Lawrence. Now it's Justin Fields. Now it's Kyle Trask. Now it's... uh. It's uh, Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Yeah, in the end, it's not. It might not be any of them. Might be. Might be Devontae. Might be Devontae Smith. Who? Remember Adam Kramer and I talked about this on Friday. He's like, I'm so tired of this. So tired of this being a quarterbacks award. And he's right. And and maybe in the end, uh, maybe in the end, that's exactly who who should win the award. Maybe that's who it should be. It shouldn't be any of those quarterbacks. It should be Devontae Smith who had a punt return for a touchdown this past weekend as well. So it'll be interesting. He's now the second short shot. I do, I do wonder if that was artificially muted because these books know if they threw him up at 20 to 1, people would just go nuts pounding him. So he's like plus 350 now. Anyway, that's, another, that's a matter for another day. Uh, you were saying uh, off air, Jason, New England and Miami, what's the story here? Uh, looks like there are no threes. Everything's been uh, hit down to two and a half, and it looks like the board just lit up, actually. But uh, two and a half seems to be the, the only number available now in that Dolphins-Patriots game. Is that right, Chris? What are you going to open at, Chris? I still plan on opening at three, yeah, but I don't see any threes out there, so uh, I reserve the right to change my mind. But, <laughs> but that's a strange one. I don't know. Re- right granted. Right granted. Uh, Kansas, By the way, yes. I, I wanted to, I think I just did real quick. You mentioned DeMatha and Morgan Wooten. Yes. Next time you get Jimmy on the show, he's got a Morgan Wooten story. I'll let him tell it. Does he really? He's got to ask him. I, got <laughs> yeah, a, I have a Morgan Wooten story. I have a Morgan Wooten story. I used to go to uh, DC Metropolitan Basketball School. So all the best players in DC, in the DC area, would uh, we'd have camp at St. John's. I was not one of the best players, by the way. Uh, but all the best players were there. And uh, Morgan Wooten's only words to me the whole time we, we were there tells you, shows you what kind of talent I was and how, how much he was on it. He looks at me and goes, hey, uh, you, uh, you found your lunch bag, son? <laughs> That's the only thing Morgan Wooten ever said to me because I had misplaced my lunch bag. I was like, oh, my God, you know me. <laughs> that was my biggest Morgan Wooten moment. Anyway, I'll, I'll ask Jimmy about that. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, actually. A Jimmy Vaccaro, Morgan Wooden story. KC at New Orleans. So all that that we said before the break, again, KC with the number one seed now because they won and Pittsburgh lost. New Orleans with the number two because they lost and Green Bay won. 12-1 Chiefs at the 10-3 and three Saints. Uh, I will say four and a half in favor of the Chiefs, and it looks by every indication that this will be Taysom Hill again. Uh, it's three and a half. I see one four out there, but it's three and a half. And, and that's what my numbers came to. Um, I'm not sure you're wrong, though. You know, Gil, I've been saying it all year. I'm not crazy about this Saints team. I don't know what it is. I'm just not crazy about them. They, 
you know, they fill in all the blanks offensively and defensively, even, you know, with Taysom Hill or with Drew Brees. But I'm just not crazy about this team. Um, anyway, I'm going to open three and a half, but, uh, you know, I, I, and, you know, gun to my head, I think I would play the Chiefs here. I would too. Uh, say what you said, Jason, because you've been on this. Jason Kahn, uh, if anything, has been on the the this Drew Brees. It's not a conspiracy, but tell tell everybody what you've been thinking from the beginning here. I think that uh, Sean Payton is is putting up a smoke screen, and I don't think that Drew Brees is going to be coming back. And if by any chance he comes back, I I don't see him being effective uh, and playing for much more than a quarter or two until he, he gets hit once. I just the broken ribs and the punctured lung. I just. Um, just doesn't make sense to me that he would be coming back to play. Jason has said this from the beginning, from the very beginning. You don't think Drew Brees is coming back at all? I don't. I think he'll be in the booth for the playoffs. Wow. It's bold. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, I will say. That that, is bold. Yeah, yeah, that is bold. It is 11 cracked ribs, which is almost a half rack. And then the punctured lung. <laughs> just stop before the punctured lung and it's enough, right? Yeah, that's and then right. you throw the punctured lung into it and it's. Punctured lung is a vicious thing. I, what is he thinking? Well, there's no timetable. There is still no timetable for his return. They had hoped to get him back for this uh, showdown against the, uh, the Chiefs, yeah, but he's course. nowhere close to coming back, apparently. And I don't know, maybe, maybe young Jason Kahn is onto something with that. It's a PR campaign, I think. <laughs> maybe. All right, let's do one more before the break if we can here, Chrissy. Okay, and uh, a little schadenfreude here. Uh, the the Dallas-San Francisco game was originally scheduled to be the night game, and they got flexed. Uh, you know, how bad does that stick in Jerry Jones' craw? <laughs> he got flexed <laughs> out. Got flexed. flexed out. Yeah, you got to love that. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, anyway. Niners at the Cowboys. Yeah, ni- Niners have lost five of their past six games, including their loss to Washington yesterday. They're five and eight. They're playing out the string. Mullins, 24 of 45, 256, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked four times. Ayuk, 10 for 116. But they were minus two in turnovers, as we mentioned, three turnovers entirely, two of which were returned for touchdowns by Washington. They outgained Washington 340 to 194. We talked about Washington's offensive woes. Didn't matter when you return uh, a fumble for a touchdown and a pick for a touchdown. Uh, And then Dallas. Dallas beat Cincinnati yesterday. Dalton, quote-unquote, revenge against the Bengals. 16 of 23 for 185. Man, did they trump up that narrative yesterday. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. 272 total yards for Dallas. Cincinnati had 309. But they were plus three in turnovers. Again, that's all you need to know from a box score. Plus three in turnovers was Dallas. Bengals fumbled the ball away on their first three drives. One fumble returned for a touchdown uh, by Alden Smith. Led to 17 first-half points by the Cowboys. Katie barred the door. That was all they needed. Uh, Again, one person, one bold person had the Cowboys in Survivor. Uh, I'll say the Niners will still be favored. I'll say by three. Oh, you're a little light. or I'm sorry, you're a little high. It's uh, two and a half. I see some two and a half juice on the favorite. Three, uh, one, three. I would join. I respect, but three with juice on the dog. You know, you know I only made this one. I mean, I, but I got it. I'm going to tell you right now. I've had so much trouble handicapping this Niners team all year. Just yeah. guys in and out of the lineup, in and out. But I think I would be tempted to take three on Dallas. I'm going to open two and a half here. Uh, they may lay it to me, but I, I think that's okay. I'm going to open Niners two and a half. I'm not touching it. I think I like Kansas City, though, at the short number against New Orleans. 
but I'm not touching this one. All right, we got primetime games to get to. We will get to that, and we'll review it all right here at Guessing Lines on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander. Uh, it's Chrissy Andrews. It's Jason Kahn. Jason, you were saying about the Cardinals uh, game this weekend with the Eagles? What yeah, was that? it looks like it's minus sixes uh, just about across the board. It's a lot of points, man. Aaron, uh, off air here, uh, producing a Lombardi line, also DC kid. Uh, he said it best with this game, even though I say that, I'm like, oh, that seems like a lot of points. Maybe I should bet the Eagles. That is the quintessential game of you will know within a drive. <laughs> You're like, oh, I can't believe I bet on the Eagles, right? Oh, I can't believe I laid six with the Cardinals. It's just such a, some of these games are such, I mean, it's all Plinko. We should put that on a t-shirt. Oh, it's already on a t-shirt. And so's in game. That's right. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't six now everywhere. What are you putting that? What are you uh, putting that up on, Chris? I still see one five and a half, which I respect. I didn't think I'm going to open it five and a half. Okay, yeah. five and a half here at the South Point. Let's go to Sunday night. Yeah. Sunday night, the Browns at the Giants. All right, so Browns again, sight unseen. They play the Ravens tonight, and oh, what a game that should be. We're going to have fun with that on uh, primetime action. I haven't talked about primetime action yet this morning. Uh, MSG Plus, primetime action, 7 to 10 Eastern, Monday through Friday. It's me, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, Kelly Bidlin, in-game betting. We have an absolute blast with that show, so that should be fun tonight. Baltimore now a three-point favorite at Cleveland. Huge implications for both teams. Baltimore on the outside looking in the AFC. Cleveland with designs on the AFC North all of a sudden. Uh, But this is Cleveland at the Giants. Cleveland, uh, okay, haven't played yet. Giants lose to the Cardinals yesterday. And pretty comprehensively, as I said, they ended a four-game winning streak and now are a game behind Washington for the NFC East lead. Daniel Jones, 11 for 21 for 127. No touchdowns, no picks, but he was sacked six times. He lost a fumble. He was limping by the end of the game which is usually the telltale sign of, "Eh, maybe you weren't really healthy to begin with here. Colt McCoy got in, two for three for 18 yards. He was sacked twice, two for good measure. Eight sacks of the Giants by the Cardinals. Uh, Ten first downs total for the Giants against the Cardinals. Ten. 159 total yards. Minus three in turnovers. 22-15 in time of possession. Five punts, two fumbles in the first half. None of that good. Uh, so, again, barring any major injuries tonight for Cleveland or anything unforeseen, I would say Cleveland minus six. Can't be shorter than that, right? Oh, it's way shorter than that. It's uh, three and a half, pretty much like a blanket out there. What? Yeah. 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 Now, I got to tell you, my numbers, my power ratings came to three. I, I immediately saw the three and a half like that better. Hmm. But Daniel Jones, he really – played much better down this stretch where they had that winning streak, but he was bought himself yesterday. I mean, I don't know if he was, you know, you know I, I have to think that he was hurt. Not a hundred percent. And Colt McCoy, I think is okay. as a backup. I mean, still a couple points worse than Jones service. Uh, so I do like the higher number here, but I don't know if I go over three and a half at this point, you know, I, I mean, that's like Cleveland. They, they've played well and they look like they're getting better and better as the year has gone on. But, and they've played their best against like some bad teams. Um, and, you know, I think tonight's a huge test for them. Uh, I don't particularly like them tonight, but uh, you know, I, I, I think it's fun. I have no beef with that number at all. Who did the Giants play the week before? Who did they play before the Cardinals this week? Whoever they were playing last week. It was another Seahawks. Seahawks, right? 
even in victory, right? Yeah. 14 yeah. first downs. You know, it was like they do nothing on offense. Nothing. And I am told, Chrissy, that you cannot win games unless you score. I am told this information. <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, yeah. all right, maybe my six is high, but three? I would pound the Browns at three. Come on. Well, they're three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Oh, okay. Three and a half. Three and a half. I still like the Browns. I said my numbers came to three, but as soon as I saw the three and a half, I liked that much better. You know, so I, you know, three and a half. And I would say, but power ratings are just a place yeah. to start. I, I mean, I listen. Give I, me an indication. I obviously like the Browns here based on that. Though I will say this about the Browns. I've been waiting for their clunker game for a while now. And so mm-hmm. it's going to come at some point. But I'll, but I'll take the Browns if, you're, if I'm only laying three and a half there. All right. And then Monday night. Monday night, the Steelers at the Bengals. Wait, so we flexed Dallas, San Francisco out, and we flexed the Browns and the Giants in? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Well, I'm New York. It's New York. Just to New add York. insult to Jerry Jones, right? <laughs> why is, yeah, why did we yeah. flex that in? In division. <laughs> I, was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, didn't he tell well, me they, they flexed? They probably them? couldn't flex the Chiefs in sync. They probably couldn't do that. Yeah, they probably couldn't. Uh, oh, yes, but of all the other choices, that's what they came up with? Wow. I guess, you know, as I look back on these, and I guess I didn't notice it while we were going through them, but besides that game, oh, my God, these are bad. Is New yeah, England... not is, a lot of good games. Saturday's going to be a better day. Saturday will be better. Well, even those games are kind of sucky. New England, Miami... No, but be, I mean, with all the colleges, though. Oh, college, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. college, yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying NFL, besides Kansas City, New Orleans, like maybe New England, Miami's the best game? That's horrible if that's the next best game, you know, just in terms of fan interest. Mm. But they're all bettable. That's why we're here. All right, Monday night. Sorry. Steelers at the Bengals. Steelers at the Bungles. Uh, Steelers now two-game losing streak after going 11-0. As we mentioned, they lose to Buffalo last night. And that game really did turn on that pick six in the final minute of the first quarter. And then, yeah. and then the Bills ran them out in the they second did. half. You're a Steelers fan. Uh, you did clinch a playoff berth. Steelers did with the Miami loss to Kansas City. Steelers had clinched a playoff berth before they even took the field last night. But they only had 14 first downs against the Bills. And they were one of 10 on third down. Like, it was just no problem for the Bills to get them off the field. They only had 224 total yards, only 47 rushing. Again, Pittsburgh cannot run the football, period. And then when Big Ben goes in that short passing game, like Ebron and Deontay Johnson, like, you never know if they're catching the ball. You never know if they're catching the ball or not. First play of the game yesterday, Deontay drops the ball. 24 minutes, 45 seconds. That's all they had in time of possession yesterday. Pittsburgh has been held under 20 points now in three straight games. Three straight. Big Ben was 21 of 37 for 187, two touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked once. Uh, and then there's Cincinnati, 210 and one. Zach Taylor, it's just not working. Um, Allen. Brandon Allen? Um, there's so many Allens out there. Brandon Allen, 27 of 36 for 217. One touchdown, no picks. He wasn't sacked in the Bengals' loss to the Cowboys, which, as we mentioned, the Bengals just kind of handed them on a silver platter with all their turnovers in the first half, minus three in turnovers for the game where the Bengals... I mean, this is going to be huge, too. So whoever has Pittsburgh left in Survivor, which will probably be very few people, but there will be a few. We'll have to check the percentages. I'm sure it's even fewer than uh, half the Rams left, which is just under 20%. 
Pittsburgh's probably single-digit percent left, if I'm guessing, somewhere around there. I'll make them 14-point favorites against the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals might be worse than the Jaguars. The Bengals might be the second-worst team in football. Non-Joe Burrow I was Bengals. just thinking about, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. You know, I talked about the Jaguars. You know, they got to be given up at this point in time. I would hope the Bengals are going to get rid of this coach. I mean, he is just awful. And, you know, they have a good nucleus. But even then, there's players that, that abandon ship midway through the season here. Uh, my numbers came to 13 with the Steelers. Uh, I see it all pretty much pretty much like a blanket, 12 and a half. Some 13 with juice on the dog. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, Chief, I'm going to open this 12 and a half. Uh, you know, I just, uh, the Steelers right now, they, you know, they, they can't run the ball. They can't throw long. So everybody... They're defensively, they just sit on all these receivers. They know nobody's going to, you know, fake short and go long. They know that. Um, I mean, they, they, they've been exposed in the last three weeks, you know, badly, badly. I've dropped my power ratings on them like five points, uh, which is pretty dramatic at this point in the season. when You don't have like a quarterback injury or something like that. Wow. But they've been exposed. And, uh, you know, like, they they should win this game. Yeah, okay. They're playing the Bengals, but I'm I'm going to open twelve and a half. I just I have such very little confidence in this team at this point in time. They have a lot of problems they need to fix like right now, and I don't know that they're fixable. I really don't. Jeez. In the end, a lot of survivor options, but it'll come down to who's got uh, who available. Uh, so in the end here, yeah. I you know it it worries me that I like a lot, and I don't like any of them like that passionately. I like Miami for sure. If it's two and a half against New England, give me Miami. I like Cleveland if I'm only having to give three and a half against the Giants. KC seems a little light against New Orleans. And dare I say I like Philly catching six against Arizona. I may live yeah. to regret that. But those are the four, Miami, Cleveland, Kansas City, and Philadelphia. How about you? Uh, I got the next to Miami. That's the only one that I would say that I really like. Um, maybe for me, you know, too. as the week goes on, I'll probably have about 14 games that I like, but right, right now I only right. have one. Yeah. We'll talk ourselves <laughs> out of those and into four other ones and it'll be yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> right. uh, this is, it gets dicier and dicier. And obviously uh, three weeks left week 17, the squirreliest of them all. Cause there'll be motivation issues uh, that week as sure. well, but it's always interesting. And at least we have Saturday games and we got college football paired with those two NFL games on Saturday. So it should be a great weekend. Chrissy, as always, I thank you, sir. <laughs> my pleasure, Joe. Always a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. My fine, uh, the most pleasurable two hours of the week uh, here on a Monday morning. We'll do it again next week. Good luck with everything that uh, you decide to bet in Week 15. Good luck with the Ravens and the Browns tonight. That's going to be awesome from all of us here at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. 
Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.